Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Welcome on in to Critical Thinking. Andrew Coppins, Pat Oni, along with you today. It is a beautiful, glorious, steamingly hot WTF Wednesday. How are you doing, Mr. Pat Oni? How are you doing today? Well, I'm good. Why, why is it steamingly hot? We have a lot to cover. Um, yeah, uh, steam will come out of your ears, and it's freaking uh, 99 degrees out, dude. You, you still haven't hit 100 degrees yet. I, I uh, dude, we hit 100 degrees in May, dude. Um, <laughs> come talk to me, like, yeah, come talk to me when I, uh, it's also again 80% humidity on top of that. Yeah, well, uh, and oh, by the way, your uh, wonderful condo association doesn't tell you that the uh, AC was out overnight. Oh, that's nice. I, and that just sends you a text message that says, "Oh, by the way, uh, the 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 mechanical company is here and it, it, it's now fixed and working correctly." That's so. So you 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 turned into Toasty Andy last night, is what you're saying? No, 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 no. The night before this this last night. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just I it, it literally just as I was leaving to go to an inspection, um, yesterday, uh, for you know my real estate job, right? Um, just before I went to do that, uh, we got that text message. Oh, that explains why it doesn't feel like there's any cold air coming out of anywhere, and that explains why it's seventy-five bleeping degrees in this house, with literally seventy percent humidity at that point. Inside the house. Inside the house. Nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thankfully, it's cooled off a little bit since then. But uh, we have a steamy, hot, um, insane WTF Wednesday coming your way. And we're going to kick it all off with something that I think we have highlighted before um, on this program. At least I know that I have. I don't know if it was when you and I were together, but this is a topic that I have talked about for a very long time because the, the Supreme court of the United States of America, and and this is another demonstration of political will versus, uh, law. We're not a nation of laws. We're a nation of political will as uh, Steve Dace is so very, very, very famous now for saying. Now we know that in, uh, 2018, the Supreme Court in Carpenter versus, versus the United States um, said that under the first and well under the Fourth Amendment that law enforcement right they have to have a warrant before being able to access a suspect's phone location data okay from your cellular service provider right we know that and 
what I have talked about in the past is what you don't know is that what these organizations, what the Border Patrol, what other organizations have been doing, right? ICE, DHS, um, especially the NSA. When they've been told no, what do they do? Well, here's the 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 loophole in the law, if you will, or in the ruling in Carpenter versus United States. They say that government entities cannot violate your Fourth Amendment rights, right? You must get a warrant to access that suspect's phone location data. It says nothing about them being able to buy said data that's available publicly from third-party companies. Right, Pat? They've never said that you couldn't do that. And so when people talk about the NSA being able to spy on you, that's what I am talking about. It's that they use the loopholes in our laws to use outside groups to do the things they, quote-unquote, can't do. By hook or crook, they're going to do what they want to do. And until you and I and every other American decides that our liberty is the line in the sand that you don't get to cross and that our political will over your wishes matters, until that happens, stories like this from Reason will come about. The headline, Homeland Security is buying its way around the Fourth Amendment. Plus the Respect for Marriage Act, the Farm Workforce Modernization Act, and more. Oh, boy. All right. So American taxpayers are being paid and, well, not being paid, but pay to be spied upon. That's right. New documents obtained by the ACLU, which has been examining how federal agents spent millions to purchase massive troves of cell phone location data and dodge Fourth Amendment requirements. As part of a lawsuit against the DHS, the ACLU obtained thousands of previously unreleased records showing how DHS agencies, including uh, Customs and Border Protection, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, and others, are purchasing and accessing, quote, huge volumes of people's cell phone location information quietly extracted from smartphone apps. Again, Carpenter, the United States, told the United States government they can't do this, right? They can't violate your Fourth Amendment by going to that cell service provider and just simply asking for this information. They must obtain a warrant in order to do so. They had previously just been asking these companies, and by the way, that means T-Mobile. That means the old Sprint, right? T-Mobile is Sprint. Uh, AT&T, um, that, Verizon, all the, the, the big and little cell phone providers out there, you were trusting them to uphold your constitutional rights in the past, prior to Carpenter and that ruling, okay? You were literally at their beck and call and at their whim as to whether or not they were going to give up your information without a warrant. Carpenter held it is not possible. Therefore, now you have a hell of a lot stronger of a case. And most importantly, your cell service provider has the guideposts, right? They don't have to make a decision. It is very simple. You don't have a warrant. You don't get this information, right? You would think so. Yeah, that's the guideposts that have been set up because of the ruling in Carpenter. Great, now we've got more protection, except for federal authorities have been getting around this by purchasing aggregated cell phone location data from data brokers like Ventel and Babel Street, and they're spending millions of taxpayer dollars doing it. Now, I had talked about this, I believe, back in 2020, so this might have been before you and I got together, Pat, uh, because the Wall Street Journal in 2020 broke this story. Um, filing a freedom of information request from the ACLU later on, suing to force DHS, ICE, and CBP to respond. Uh, 
<clears throat> quote, although the litigation is ongoing, we are now making public the records that CBP, ICE, the U.S. Secret Service, the U.S. Coast Guard, and several offices within DHS, um, excuse me, and several offices within DHS headquarters have provided us to date. It is aggregated, okay? It is aggregated cell phone data, so it doesn't directly link the names or personal information of cell phone users to specific location data. But what you need to know is all they need is the other bits and pieces of that information, right? So all they need to know is what is your cell phone number, right? Or where do you live, right? Or more importantly, what location they're looking for and one other piece of information, and they can use algorithms and programs and uh, the troves of people that will that will you know comb through all of that aggregated data and use it to violate your Fourth Amendment right against illegal search and seizure. So why I bring this up again, Pat? And correct me if I'm wrong, but is this or is this not the one of the top examples of how you need to be active in support of your own liberty? And if we sit here and do nothing about it, their political will, their want to be able to do whatever the hell they want to do to get you, if you will, they're going to do it. Regardless of what the law says, regardless of what the Supreme Court of the United States has said on this case, regardless of anything other than us literally standing at the foot of DHS and demanding this does not happen anymore, other than us literally occupying DHS territory, right? Literally us not just screaming from the high heavens, but actually being active in defiance of this or in you know exposing all of this other than us caring about this not caring but caring about this they're going to do this in you know all the time it's not going to not going to end no i think you're right uh this is a a definite infringement on our rights. Uh, it's a definite infringement on the Fourth Amendment, and what they and what they did, as you said, they found a loophole, and they will they will exploit that loophole until someone does something about it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if anyone's ever tried to take that loophole to court, but is court enough at this point? Uh, the, the thing is that, that we have to, we have to do something about it. it. It is our political will versus theirs, as you uh, aptly put. They're, they will use that political will against us and to manipulate us, the people, um, for as long as we let them. So what do you do? And, and and the thing is, what is, what does it look like? I mean, is is, is this a a moment for civil disobedience? Is this a moment to to try to take this to court, to try to sue so, the federal government? I mean, what, what what do you do? So I think the the moment for disobedience here is not necessarily with DHS because I don't think this is going to matter much. But what it is is a recognition of what your quote unquote voluntary opt in of location services on those applications and in your cell phone are, okay? Most Americans just say yes because they want access to whatever. But I want you to hear this from, from the article. Um, in the face of the obvious privacy implications of warrantless access to this information, the companies like uh, Ventless or whatever it's called, right? These companies um, and agencies go to great lengths to rationalize their actions. Throughout the documents, the cell phone location information is variously characterized as quote-unquote uh, digital exhaust and containing no PII, personally identifying information, because allegedly it is associated with a cell phone's numerical identifier rather than a name. And now, huh, that's interesting because e the entire purpose of this data is to do what? 
identify and track you, right? So a great example is Facebook, right? You might travel to a different city and suddenly see ads for things in what, let's say you travel to Nashville for the weekend or something, or you go to Vegas, right? How the hell are advertisements for companies in Vegas and Nashville coming up on your cell phone? How, how does that happen? on your uh, When you click on Facebook and suddenly there's an ad for um, this bar or restaurant or whatever, how, how does that happen? Because they know where you are. Right. <laughs> they have an ability to track and identify who you are, where you are, and what you do. Okay, so sure, th this is all numerical, right? This is why this information is valuable. This is why mainly companies like Twitter or other companies like it, especially Meta, okay? It is not their advertising. It is not their ability to attract advertisers that matters. It is their, it is the, the core of their product is you, okay? It is you and the information that it can provide to other companies and marketers and in their ability to sell products. And uh, how many times have you clicked on something on Facebook and gone, crap, I went down that rabbit hole. I can't believe I did it. That's the point, right? Like, why did I buy that piece of crap thing, right? The, the, you got suckered into it because the company, the marketing company, knew all the information to be able to sucker you into it. Now, the records also assert that this data is 100% opt-in. The cell phone users voluntarily share the location information, and that it is collected with consent of the app user and permission of the individual. Now, this is the part that bothers me the most because that consent is an absolute fiction. It is an absolute fiction because... What a lot of these apps do, right, Pat, is if you don't give access to the GPS information, you don't get access to the features of the app. Which is BS, by the way. Right, but the, the, but that's what they're doing, right? They're, they're telling you, you must turn on the location data. Uh, a great example of this is sports betting apps, right? You have to turn on the location data in order for them to verify that you're able to bet. Right. Like if they if they know that you're in the state of Illinois. Right. Great. I can bet the second I cross over into the state of Wisconsin, I cannot bet anymore. In these apps, because Wisconsin has not passed that type of a sports betting um, um, law, you can bet on site at a reservation or uh, Native American owned um casino in the state of wisconsin you can't do it on an app i don't have a choice i if i want to consume the product i have to turn it on right that's not consent that is a false choice well andrew you you have the choice to consume the product or not true sure but as a condition of that, I have to do something that could violate my rights. That, that, that almost seems to me like uh, coercion. Like, you want to use my app? You got to give me this. Mm -hmm. This isn't like a... This isn't like a, a purchase where you exchange money for a service or a good. This is... You're going to give up an aspect of your life right. and, and give us information on your life in order to be able to use our product and services. No, no, that, that's not the way this works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, so we have a lot to get into in the WTF Wednesday segment here, Pat. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to push the pause button on uh, talking about something from reason um, let's play the B or not the B if you're ready. Oh, I'm ready. All right. Hit me with a headline, please. All righty then. Today's headline. Elon Omar was just arrested in Washington, D.C. Elon Omar was just arrested in Washington, D.C. Is this the B or not the B? 
And folks, while you're thinking about it, we just talked about that article from Reason. We talked about how um, entities like the NSA or whatever alphabet soup uh, entity you want to talk about is violating your Fourth Amendment rights by buying their way around your Fourth Amendment rights. Uh, now is, is the time for reviving liberty more than ever. Um, if you haven't yet, go to revivingliberty.com. It is a great podcast that we have been working on that gives you a direction, a roadmap for how you can revive your own individual liberty within your own life, starting with yourself, your family, at your kitchen table. It is fantastic. It We, we just released an episode yesterday. Um, that episode is about shining a light. Um, and what we're doing right now with this with this very reason article is literally shining a light on what's going on so you can make an informed decision about what you need to do with that information um it, it, this this these kinds of things happen far too often and frankly andrew and i are just done with it all we're done with it and we we want our liberty back um and the best way to get our country back on that path is to go to revivingliberty.com or wherever your favorite podcasts are played and share it far and wide if there's anything that this country is hungry for right now it is their liberty they don't necessarily know that not everyone necessarily knows that per se but as they start to investigate it as they start to understand it mm-hmm. they come to realize that this country was built on principles of liberty and we need those back right now if we ever want to get back to being this idea that was america once more so go to revivingliberty.com or wherever your favorite podcasts are played check it out share it far and wide it's revivingliberty.com elon omar was just arrested in washington dc is this the b or not the b andrew coppins your answer um well my answer is actually going to be this pat you see because um what you're failing to realize is that i sent you a an article yesterday pat that yeah. highlighted this very action of Damn it. the the idiots in the uh um united states congress who all what 37 of them or 17 of them or whatever the hell it is but uh i want you yeah. people at home to to see this this is how fake all of this is. Um, so this is not the B, by the way. This really actually happened. It's kind of sort of. I would argue that this is also the Babylon B because of uh, what you're about to see with uh, uh, Ilan Omar's uh, fellow squad member, um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Now, she's not wearing handcuffs. Now, yeah. She's not right. wearing for, handcuffs. For, for for those of you who are um not watching on Rumble, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, uh subscribe. Uh you can hit the join or locals community as well, um, where hopefully you'll uh, engage and um you know talk about reviving liberty and all that wonderful goodness. Uh but um yeah. She she puts her hands behind her back as if she's about to be actually physically arrested, and that's not the case in these cases, right? They're going to hand them a citation, uh, a request to appear in court, and move on, right? But uh, she puts her hands behind her back as if she's actually being arrested, smiling the whole time, right? And then throws up a, a power fist as she's being escorted away. Now, what you people need to know is that these uh, 17 individuals decided to um, demonstrate uh, against the overturning of Roe versus Wade by blocking traffic in front of the Supreme Court, which is, wait for this, Pat, actually Uh, illegal, number one. Right. Uh And and according to these people, an act of civil disobedience. How is blocking traffic an act of civil disobedience? I, I've never understood it. It is not an act of civil disobedience to block and, and impede normal, average, everyday Americans 
from their ability to do their jobs, to go to work, to do whatever is going on. Civil disobedience is when you engage in defiance of government action. So, for instance, if you decided to go into the Supreme Court or decided to block the entrance to the Supreme Court, or if you decided to, I don't know, um, protest outside of the White House, or if you, quote unquote, change yourself to somewhere, or I don't know, look at the actions of people like Rosa Parks, right? That was an act of civil disobedience. Um, you know, the the sit-ins, the the hunger strike that um, Martin Luther King Jr. went on, right? Um, those are all acts of civil disobedience. This is not civil disobedience. And furthermore, I don't have a problem with a member of Congress engaging in acts of civil disobedience. I really don't. I don't care about that. What I do care about is the fact that they don't know what civil disobedience actually is. And then furthermore, I do care about them deciding that they they get to break whatever law they want, right? They're, They're above the law. And... If you or I did that, yes, we would be physically arrested, right? We'd be physically arrested. We'd be removed. We'd be put into the paddy wagon, uh, booked, processed, probably let go. But all of those things would have happened to us. Not not to mention, um, who the hell fakes getting arrested? Yeah, all of them did this, by the way. I know. So this is also not an act of civil disobedience in my view because this is just politics. So what's the difference between civil disobedience and politics? You might ask. Civil disobedience is when a when you have a righteous cause that and a life that is being abused, right? When you have your rights being actually violated, again, I'm going to say this for the thousandth time to the people of the left. If you want to tell me that abortion is a constitutionally protected right, you're going to have to show it to me. And on top of it, your act of civil disobedience would be to do what in the, in, if you're a congressperson, right? If a congressman or congresswoman. It would be to wait for this, Pat. Propose, bring to the floor, and vote on actual legislation. Now, the Supreme Court of the United States has told us that this is indeed a states' rights issue. This would not be something that the federal government has any purview over unless, now wait for this, Pat, they pass an actual constitutional amendment to codify it. And that is the the crux of what Justice Thomas, you know, <coughs> was saying in his um, um, joining opinion, right? That's what he was saying when it talks about o- Obergefell and talks about all these other uh, loving v. Virginia, is that <clears throat> there are these are all substantive rights, okay, that have somehow been. <clears throat> put into the Constitution that actually don't exist in the text of the Constitution. We're just supposed to be able to interpret them this way. And what his argument is, is that while they could, in most cases, be the right, righteous and just thing, you have to codify them. You can't just assume that they're going to exist because who is to stop somebody 30, 40, 50 years from today from saying, mm, nah, nope, 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 these rights actually don't exist, right? Loving v. Virginia is what? The, the demonstration that the Supreme Court tells us that interracial marriage must be recognized all throughout the country. That, I believe, is exactly right and just, right? Every state should recognize any marriage um, civilly. That is my argument. My argument is largely that the state needs to be the hell out of marriage, period, amen, because the institution of marriage is for procreation, 
It is for the 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 population of the country of the of the world. It has always been that way and always will be that way. And when you start to debase actual physical uh, marriage between a man and a woman, we have issues. But if you are of a different persuasion and the state wants to civilly recognize whatever union you have, right? Or you want to say, hey, I have a piece of paper that says I'm married, right? Does that debase my biblical definition of marriage? No. But what the state would be able to do would be to do what? Force you as a Catholic or you as a Mormon or you as a Muslim or you as a Jew or you as this or you as that to defy your conscience and perform a marriage, right? That's what a lot of these state laws are doing. And so what Thomas is saying is if you want these things to be enshrined, if you want them to be an actual right, you have to codify it. You can't just make it a thing that we, as the nine unelected jurists, uh, get to dictate to the country. That's all he is saying. He is not saying he is against these things. What he is saying is we cannot go down the path of everybody has substantive textual reading of the Constitution of the United States of America for whatever purposes floats their boat. Whatever the political will of the day is, right? Stick, you know. Put the finger in the air and whichever way the wind blows, we'll make a constitutional right out of anything. He is telling the, the states, he is telling the federal government, either do it right or don't do it at all. Now, am I wrong in that, Pat? That might be one of the better analysis I've heard on how this should work in a while. It is very simple. Either put it in an amendment to the Constitution of the United States of America or attempt to pass legislation and let us decide that legislation versus the Constitution. Because if we're going to say that that uh, we're going to federally do this or federally do that, it better be in the Constitution or it better be part of the enumerated powers of which the Constitution of the United States of America gives to the federal government. Because believe right. it or not, Pat, and, and to the people who listen that are are total right-wing MAGA forever types, I want you to hear this as well. Believe it or not, there are things the federal government has purview over that are enumerated in the Constitution of the United States of America. And there are things the states can, can have action over. And we need to understand that. So, for instance, interstate commerce or interstate commerce, right? Or a bunch of other things that they could have in their purview and they can make decisions on. Do they have the purview of federalizing marriage? No, I didn't go to the federal courthouse to get a marriage certificate, right? Or a marriage license. Right. Now, again, my argument is what the hell do I have to go to a state or local government to do that for anyway? Right. I should be able to bring a piece of paper or whatever saying, here's where I got married. Here's my certificate of that marriage in my church. And you recognize it. Or here's a person who performed the marriage, right? Or uh, my, my gay union or whatever. Because you're not desecrating the sacrament of marriage if the state is out of it. If the state is out of it, what, what's the difference, right? Do you desecrate my marriage by announcing your civilly recognized union of like whatever? No. Is it any of my business? No, it is not. But to act in what they ask for is what? Not just equality of the rights that you get by being married, right? The, the the protections and the state laws and the federal protection and all that stuff, right? What you are asking for is not equality of opportunity. You want equality of your outcome. And that's always wrong. There's no such thing as an equality of outcome because here's the reality. My marriage, your marriage, Pat, can do the one thing that marriage is supposed to allow us to be able to do. 
whether it actually happens or not is a different story. It allows right. us to be able to repopulate the earth. Marriage exists biologically, physically, and spiritually to repopulate the earth. Adam and Eve were created and procreated to do what? So, my marriage, my sacramental marriage, is not being sacrificed by being told it is now, outcome-wise, equal to, to what? It is not a marriage. Don't call it something it is not. That is my problem with all of these laws, all of these things, the Obergefell decision in Pat yesterday. This is the WTF other portion of this yesterday, Pat. I don't know if you saw this. 50, count them, 5-0 Republican members of the House of Representatives voted with every Democratic member of the House in the so-called, um, not Defense of Marriage Act, but the Respect for Marriage Act, which would repeal the Defense of Marriage Act, voted on in 1996, saying that marriage must be between a man and a woman. Fifty members of the House of Representatives that are Republican, this will go to the Senate, it will die in the Senate, because nobody's touching that with a 10-foot freaking pole in an election year. Think about that. 50 members are unwilling to stand up on principle, unwilling to stand up for biblically defined marriage, even though they will tell you to your face that they believe it to be the right, true, just thing, right? The thing that should be the only thing defined has quote-unquote marriage, right? Right, and what happened to uh, actions speak louder than words? Political will. Mm -hmm. They believe the calculation is that, well, if... And Chip Roy talked about this, uh, the representative from Texas. He talked about this on the floor. This was snuck in as part of another bill that if you, quote-unquote, voted for the larger bill, you had to vote for this, right? And this is a classic Nancy Pelosi technique, right? Classic. We're going to you know, stick this uh, poison pill in here, but then if you don't vote for this, right? You're going to be labeled a bigot. For 50 members of the House of Representatives from the GOP side of things, they, they just couldn't possibly make the calculation that standing up for marriage was the right thing to do for their base. The left, meanwhile, is attempting to just shove every single thing that their base wants down the throat of the American people. That's the thing that Chip Roy talked about. Why, why are you giving them the win? It's as simple as that. It is, it's just a political calculation, right? You're making a political calculation, and then you're saying to your base, <laughs> we actually don't believe what, you know. How many times, Pat? How many times? What in the fire truck do you need to see from the GOP to understand that they hate you? They hate you. They hate you. They hate you. Y-O-U. They hate you. Would you ever see the left do this to their base in terms of taking a bread and butter issue of that base and then using it as a cudgel to make sure that you vote for them and then turning around and never doing anything about it? No, you wouldn't. How do we know it? Because we're sitting here talking about stupid climate change bills. We're sitting here talking about um, gender identification bills. We're sitting here talking about shoving uh, male athletes down the throat of female athletes uh, at, at a federal level. We're sitting here talking about climate change. We're sitting here talking about 
forcing EVs when we're not ready to do so. We're sitting here, every single issue, they use the political will and the power that they have to do what? Support and advocate for the positions that the base has given them as, as what they want. When the Republicans have had power, Pat, what the hell do they do with it? The answer is nothing. Now, Pat, have you ever seen them use their power to do what they are supposed to be doing? Right? Have you ever seen them use the power to defend life? No. No, you haven't. Because they've never stripped Planned Parenthood of the funding. They have never done anything at those kitchen table cultural issues. The things that they run on, the, the things they tell you, if you just elect us, we'll we'll do this and that and that. Now, is it true that that by electing these individuals, we were able to get the right group of justices on the Supreme Court? Yes, but it wasn't just that. It was the fact that, uh, <clears throat> rest in peace, RBG, um, the greatest pro-life hero of all time, by the way. Because why? She bitterly clung to uh, not doing a political thing and then passed away um, when Donald Trump was president and not Barack Obama. <laughs> had, she, had she retired, right? Would we have that 6-3 majority in this case? No. No, we wouldn't. No. No. So I just look at it from that perspective is that, yeah, we got lucky in that case. We got lucky in that instance. But when they have had all the power, all the opportunities to balance a budget, to do this, to do that, to talk about fiscal responsibility, they've done nothing. They, they do the exact opposite nine times out of a 10. They hate you. I hope you understand that. So stop voting for the people who hate you. It is literally one of the steps on the path of reviving liberty that we talked about, what, a year, year and a half ago at this point? Don't support, stop supporting those that hate you. Okay? So that's in business. That's in life, by the way. Right. That is, that is in all aspects of your life. Stop supporting those who insult you. They hate you. They insult you to your face. The GOP hates you. They love your money. They hate you because you're an impediment to their power because you hold, if you will, them responsible. You're supposed to. Instead, you just keep electing them over and over again. Do you know how you can hold them responsible? This is a very radical opinion, <clears throat> but I'm going to state it real quick. kick them all out of office. Elect every Democrat across the board. Do it. That's how you affect that change. When they have no power ever, period, point blank, no power, they're all out of office. You don't give a dime to them. You don't do anything for the GOP. Nothing. Take away all of their power. Take it all away. That's how your political will gets done. Because, uh-oh, the coffers dried up. Say what you mean and mean what you say. That is my political test. That's why sometimes <clears throat> I actually respect people on the left because they do mean what they say and say what they mean. Like, for instance, Ian Michael Black, right? One of the, the, the comedians and... Yep. And actors has come out multiple times talking about how he wants to repeal the Second Amendment. I vehemently disagree with him. But at least he is honest of his opinion. He's not trying to chip around the edges to get there. He's just simply calling for that action. Cool. I can deal with somebody like that. But we're not even close to down here, Pat, on a WTF Wednesday because I've got oh, oh so much more. Do you want um, man bear pig? Do you want uh, schools? Um, do you want our Lord, Savior, President, or um, Deep Thoughts? What do you want? What in the hell is Man Bear Pig? I want to ask you also uh, about transgender Americans, because you're the first openly transgender official confirmed by the United States Senate. In a recent op-ed, you urged people to base medical decisions and public statements on real data and compassion rather than slander. 
And you spoke to trans youth in Florida recently. Tell us what you told them. Well, you know, it, it, trans youth are, are vulnerable um, and they suffer significant harassment and bullying uh, sometimes at schools or in their community. They have more mental health issues, but there's nothing inherent with being transgender or gender diverse, which would predispose youth to depression or anxiety. It is that harassment and bullying. Now they're suffering politically motivated attacks through state uh, actions against these vulnerable transgender youth. This is not based upon data. This is, these are, these, are, these actions are politically motivated. And so we really want to, 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 to base our treatment and, and, uh, and to uh, affirm and to uh, support and empower these youth, not to limit their participation in activities and sports and even uh, uh, limit their ability to get gender affirmation treatment in their state. <clears throat> that was uh, Richard. I mean, uh, uh, Rachel. Dick Levine. You mean Dick Levine? Mm -hmm. Man Bear okay. Pig. Is, is that where Man Bear Pig comes from? No, it comes from South Park. Uh, because I, I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I, I don't get it. What, what does he mean by Man Bear Pig and Dick Levine? Like, I just it didn't register well he's a man right who yeah. thinks he's a woman and the rest of the world he dresses up in garb that tells us he's a admiral what what d d no <laughs> and, and by the way uh man bear pig is hilarious if you, if you haven't seen it I, I haven't, so I'll have to look it up. Yeah, yeah. Go to Paramount Plus, check out the streaming wars. You'll see uh, Man Bear Pig is literally half half bear, half pig, dressed as a man. Okay. Hence, Man Bear Pig. But um, can we address the substance of what that individual just said? There's, there's two things I want to address there real quick, Pat. Okay. The, the absolute and utter, utter lie that there's no evidence of suicide ideation <clears throat> because of gender dysphoria or gender non-binary or whatever the hell you want to call it, Okay. That is an utter lie. There, there is evidence all over the place that suggests that they have much more, much higher suicide, suicidality and suicide ideations than the regular population. Why? Because it is a mental disorder. It is a chemical thing in the brain. So they are predisposed prior to any sociological situation to suicidality. The, the suggestion that, um, that this is the case, that uh, it is bullying, that it is all of those other things right, of, of society, that that is what is driving this, is rooted in absolutely, and I mean absolutely, Zero science, Pat. Zero. How do I know that? Number one, I can look it up. I have found literally no scientific study that suggests this. None. Zero zich, zippo. None exist anywhere. Anywhere in the world. This study doesn't exist. Furthermore, the other evidence is if it did exist, <clears throat> Dick Levine, man bear pig, would be able to Point to it, right? Has Dick Levine done so? No. And I want to address one other thing real quick here because there, I've had some people talk to me about, well, you know, dead naming these people is, is not a, you, you talk about be kind at the end of the show, right? Kindness and loving is telling the truth. There's nothing more loving that you could do or more kind that you could do than tell the truth. 
And the truth is, this person is not a woman. No, and, and at least for me, I mean, I call him Dick Levine just because of some of the ridiculousness that have, that, that has come out from him. Exactly. And, and the truth because is his that... name is also Richard. <clears throat> exactly. It's just a funny way of putting things. So I want to be abundantly clear on that. But then secondly, Pat, did you notice the second half of the sleight of hand here from, from uh, Dick Levine? The... Because the first thing that I think is false or true is absolutely 100% false. We must now empower people to chop off their bits, to go on puberty blockers, to literally self-castrate themselves. Right. That Because that is some of the medication that goes on, by the way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we have to empower these kids to do irreversible and this is the other argument that Dick Levine makes, is that it, it is totally reversible. No, it's not. It is literally physically not reversible. Once you stop puberty, you can't restart it. Once you self, once you give those pills that castrate that man, you can't reverse it. Mm-mm. That's a biological reality. Once you stop that that boost of testosterone, that boost of estrogen from a woman's perspective, <clears throat> once you stop that process from happening, you cannot go back and reverse it. That is not how this works. That's not how any of this works. This is utter insanity. We have literally this person out there as the undersecretary of health and human services telling flat out lies and then for, and then earlier in this interview talking about monkeypox and uh and finally acknowledging that it it really only exists in people who decide to have mm, gender affirming um intercourse actions meaning um that, that dudes having dude love that's it and we had this uh, article here in Chicago. We've seen an increase from 150 to 173 cases over the last uh, week in Chicago. All 173 of them are amongst gay men who have visited bathhouses. Hmm. I have a real quick way to get rid of this, Pat. A real quick way. And, and hear me out on this. Maybe maybe uh, Dick Levine, maybe Man Bear Pig is, is listening or watching. Hear me out on this real quick. Stop going to bathhouses for a while. Have some self-freaking control. Because hear me out on this, Pat. Ebola has an outbreak in, in Africa, right? Are you traveling to the place where there's a massive outbreak of Ebola and you're going to die? Uh, yeah, no. Now, that's a very extreme example of that, but the less extreme example is if you know that uh, engaging in a certain act, whatever it is, increases your ability to get a disease that um, has some consequences for you, that you can't just take a pill and go away, right? Do you stop engaging in said act? Or doing said social thing? Yes! At least most sane, rational people would do so. But we live in a culture, again, this this uh, this culture of me, right? Me, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna. I wanna go to the bathhouse and do however many dudes I wanna do, right? It, no! Take some freaking responsibility for yourself. Well, well, I'll, I'll just, I'll just take the vaccine. Oh, you mean the smallpox vaccine that has uh, uh, allegedly um, some powers and properties over monkeypox? Oh, wait, we don't really know if it works? What the hell is wrong with you? I want to engage in, in fun at the bathhouse, so... Line up for that vaccine. 
because I want to take any responsibility off of my own shoulders. Well, isn't that the responsible thing to do? No, the responsible thing would be to stop engaging in an act that spreads a virus. If it is literally the action that is the only thing spreading the virus, stop doing it until the virus is gone. How about that? <sighs> now, Pat, you still have more that you can choose from. You can choose schools, you can choose uh, Deep Thoughts, or our Lord, Savior, President, Doctor. Uh, I'm, I'm torn. I, 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 either either our Lord, Savior, President, Doctor, or uh, Deep Thoughts. We're going to go with Deep Thoughts. Let's go with Deep Thoughts. And it's because of what you did then. So I'm here to ask you to do what you know how to do, because when you do what you do, on all of these issues, the American people win. Thank you. Uh, uh, hey, Andrew Coppins, did you know that when you uh, do what you do, when you do do? That thing you do. <laughs> Doing uh, that thing you do, right? I mean, that was a, that was a top do. hit from the O'Neaters back in the 90s. You mean the Wonders? <laughs> 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 Oh, what in the absolute but, but deep what, thoughts. What, what you do do, what you do do, uh, when you do do, because it's important when you, it's important when you do do that, uh, you wipe yourself when you, you do, 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 do is important. Mm -hmm. Yep. It, it's, it's exactly what you do do. Right. And when you do do, you make sure you wipe yourself of that do do. And you do, uh, wipe yourself, um, and, and remove yourself of, uh, and solve those issues of what you do do. Yeah. Where does that rank in the uh, pantheon of stupidity from our vice president? <laughs> That's got to be towards the top somewhere, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> like, okay, so here's here's what, where my brain went with this. Not not just I feel dumber having listened or heard that or watched right? that, right? But more importantly. I couldn't tell you what the hell she was actually doing or where she was other than knowing in the background it says Pennsylvania, right? What well, what topic was she covering? It, she there was should, talking there should never ever be a clip of the vice president or president of the United States in which I could never guess what they were talking about. She she was <laughs> she was in Pennsylvania talking to people about what they do when they do do um what they're doing and um it's very important when you do do to wipe yeah. your doo-doo. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of doo-doo, um, <laughs> our Lord, Savior, President, Dr. Anthony Fauci. People should not be walking around with masks. Let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better. And masks are protective. And we, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. There has not been any indication that putting a mask on and wearing a mask for a considerable period of time has any deleterious effects. There are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying inside there? Of course. You do not need to wear a mask indoors if, in fact, you've been vaccinated. Good that you're vaccinated. But in a situation where you have people indoors, particularly crowded, you should wear a mask. So even if you are vaccinated, you should wear a mask. If in fact you are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, you are protected and you do not need to wear a mask outdoors or indoors. When the children go out into the community, you want them to continue to wear masks. You know, if you look at, at, at children outside, particularly when they're with the family, uh, walking down the street, playing a game or what have you, don't have to wear a mask. The, 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 the pediatric, the Academy of Pediatric actually makes that recommendation that children should be wearing masks uh, from two years old onward. And you're asking now if your child is a member of your household, can you walk outdoors with your child without a mask? According to that chart, the answer is yes. But the child can't, not to beat it, yeah. beat it to death. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. Because now okay. the CDC says, I mean, I think I've got this right. One mask is better than zero masks. Two masks is better than one mask. But you don't have to have double masks. Is, is that right? I mean, <laughs> you know, it became clear that cloth coverings that you didn't have to buy in a store that you could make yourself were adequate. 
And then you want it to fit better. So one of the ways you could do it, if you would like to, is put a cloth mask over, which actually here and here and here, where you could get leakage in, is much better contained. Are you a double masker, Dr. Fauci? Look like you are. <laughs> is, that, is there a better <laughs> representation? And, and maybe, Pat, maybe that is the only thing that Republicans should run um, leading up to the election here. Because what I would now knowing that uh, that uh, Fauci has decided that he is definitely going to retire at least by the end of the the Biden uh, administration in twenty twenty four, right? We know that that this is the only platform I run on if I'm Republicans. I run on two things. Number one, this is the insanity that you have dealt with for the past two years. Okay, that's number one. Number two, Anthony Fauci is a fraud. And number three, we are going to investigate the ever-loving crap out of him. And then number four, Anthony Fauci just retires. You force him into retirement. Is that or is that not, <clears throat> I don't know, the only thing that Republicans should run on? I mean, let Joe Biden destroy the economy, right? Let him. If you're looking at winning, right? If you're looking at winning. This is how you do it. Just just remind the American people, this man, we want him gone. We're running on Anthony Fauci's gone. On on the flip side, uh, if Trump runs again and you want to be Trump, don't you run this as well? Oh, I've talked about this a uh, hundred times. Um, and in fact, uh, Steve Dace had a really good opinion on this. If you're a Donald Trump, how do you go from a 50-50 split with Ron DeSantis to winning? You admit your mistake of hiring Burks and Fauci, right? You admit your mistake of, of putting those people in a position of power, okay? And then you announce whom you would potentially put in positions of power in in these, these arenas in your new administration. You blunt, you you blunt the, the, the crux of the argument that most people would have against Donald Trump. Can can you really see Donald Trump ever admitting that he was wrong, putting them in power? <laughs> no, no. Right. Well, but he That's could throw them under the bus, right? Hey, I listened to the people who are supposed to be experts, and they failed me, right? That's how you get away with it. So I learned what not to do and whom not to trust. So therefore, trust me to make that decision going forward. That's how you get around that objection, right? But. Hopefully you've wrapped your mind around the insanity of the last two years. I don't think there is a better ad out there for Republicans to run. Just run that two minutes over and over again. Just keep running. Uh, but we're not done, by the way, Pat. We're not done. Oh, no. Okay. Parents who, who don't want to wear a mask indoors in school, are there any other options for them? For the fall, there are some options. They can go to our uh, school that's online. Um, they can opt not to return to the regular school, but to go to the school where they don't have to go to school at all other than via Zoom. Yeah. And um, that's the easiest way for folks. What who about don't the want summer school? What if they were already enrolled in the summer school and now they get this mask mandate and they're not comfortable with wearing a mask? They really should wear the mask. But and if they're not, not comfortable, uh, what should they do? They should just let make it known that they don't feel comfortable and at that point just not return. Yeah. And just in case you were wondering if this insanity was going to stop. That is in San Diego, California. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care about you. Thoughts, Mr. Patoni? Um, well, first of all, parents, uh, if you are in the public school district of San Diego or anywhere in California from the sounds of things, because apparently mask mandates are there, um, get your kids out of school. Mm -hmm. Secondly, um, get out of California. Leave your BS politics behind, by the way, but get the hell out of California because that's doing no one any good. Uh, apparently the government there hates you. The school system hates you and stop supporting those and giving your tax dollars to those who insult you. So 
get out, get your kids out, and do the responsible thing. Be a parent. And and uh, it just fascinates me because this is how out of touch the progressive administration of um, schools have become. There's no mandate for this from the parents. None. Most people are done and dusted with the BS theater of masking, especially well, their kids. And, and if I'm one of those parents that's going to keep my kid in school, I'm telling them, don't wear a mask. Make them send you home. Every day. Every day. Do it every day. And then you teach them the lessons that they need to learn academically at home. Or even better yet, the sacrifice to, I don't know, leave the the beauty of Southern California in San Diego and vote with your bodies and your tax dollars. When your tax dollars go away, and we've talked about this with the GOP earlier, suck them dry. Just literally go drought on them. No money, no election, no nothing until you do our bidding. It's not about, well, you're just the crazy base. No, no, no. We're not talking about MAGA. We're not talking about any of that. We're talking about the basics. You show us that you have the basics down, and then we'll talk. Until then, no power for you. And that's how you take power back. That's how you take control back. And I'm sorry, but as a parent, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. You might have to sacrifice living there. Or more importantly, you might have to sacrifice, I don't know, some more of your free time. And start educating your child at home. But then also do the civil disobedient thing and send their nurses to school and make them do it to your kids. Make them every single day have to do that. Because every single time they have to do it, it chips away at this this idea. It really does. And with that, Pat, um, final thoughts on today's show. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And don't forget to do what you do when you're doing a doo-doo in Pennsylvania with Kamala Harris. Please be smart. Be safe. Be kind. As always, Matthew 547. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.